0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your
1: daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson and it's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday, September 5th. 2023, we hope that everyone had an enjoyable Labor Day weekend with friends and family and really enjoyed last night's season-opening football game for the Duke Blue Devils. Duke knocks off Clemson 28-7, to and we're going to talk about it all with our pal Josh Cox on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also make sure that you watch our show daily on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel as your support continues to mean so much to us here at Lockdown Blue Devils. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado, let me bring on my good pal, the aforementioned Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast, who was in attendance last night at Wallace Wade Stadium, and what will be a night that so many Duke fans will remember forever?
0: I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. <clears throat> I don't know what to say. I can barely talk. Excuse me. Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's so exciting the win that Duke was able to get by three scores over Clemson.
0: Yeah, man. Um, you would have never – I would have never guessed three scores – In complete control of the game, the defense, Santucci's first game as a defensive coordinator, Uh, simply incredible. Simply incredible, J.J. Yeah,
1: going into it, so much talk about the Clemson side of things, and and rightfully so. I mean, this is a program who's won two national championships in the last decade. It's a Clemson team that had Garrett Riley coming in to take over their offense, who's been one of the most renowned offensive coordinators in the sport for the last three seasons. And yet we walk away talking about Tyler Santucci's defensive game plan and uh, just Duke's ability to, to make forced turnovers there inside the red zone and and create those big play opportunities walking away with their first one against an AP top-10 opponent since 1989.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, Clemson turns the ball over inside the 10-yard line twice. Once was a legit Anthony Nelson hit – on Mafa, the other one was the, the snap that Klubnik and got confused on or whatever. Um, but th- those were awesome, opportunistic defense. <clears throat> but then you look at, like, you know, Duke made mistakes. Jalen Calhoun muffed the punt. Uh, Jock Moore fumbles. So Duke did not play perfect and still kept that gas pedal on and then you know, as the game progressed, it just got more and more obvious that Duke was going to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, what a big win it is. And we'll be able to talk about what it means for this team moving forward. Of course, a lot of people talking about Duke football today, which is something that we're not used to uh, nationally, at least with a lot of people wanting to know what in the world's going on there in Durham with their football program. So let's continue to unpack the game. Let's take a look at how it unfolded. We talked about kind of the first, opening minutes of the football game. Duke's offense is able to put together a drive pretty early, and Duke all of a sudden is able to put a couple of field goal drives up there on the board, whereas Clemson's kicking game was not up to speed. Before we get into some of the offensive and defensive performances, just a word on the special teams and how it kind of decided this game.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, not a perfect game on either side uh, on special teams, but Duke got their hand on two different field goals. Um, and then another, another turnover, you know, some, some, just some really good Porter Wilson punting the football, especially the second half. I mean, he boomed like an 80 yard punt in the second half. And so, um, no, the the Duke special teams played really well aside from that muff punt, but the momentum is what it was, JJ Duke, Duke gained that momentum and that opening offensive drive, had they not had to review the Samir Hagans. Uh, fumble or not fumble. Duke had all the momentum and they were running no huddle and I think we score a touchdown there if they don't have to stop that for a review. It, it just kind of broke all the momentum um, but Todd Polino was was perfect uh, you know from field goal and, and extra point and and Duke just you know Duke really um, set themselves up well early on in the game to your point set themselves up well to be in it in the second half. And not only were they in it, but they were ahead.
1: Yeah, they won. They won at the yeah. end of the day. Duke football is 1-0 and on the season, a win against Clemson, a big win when it comes to the ACC perspective. We can already have kind of big-picture conference conversations yep. about this Duke football team after one week against a team who has perennially been the king of the ACC the last few seasons. You really can't overstate the magnitude of, of what a win like this can do for the Duke football program going into the upcoming season, but as you said, or you want to comment on that, Josh?
0: No, I mean it. it it's it puts things in perspective. You have UNC defeating South Carolina. Um, you know, you have Florida State defeating LSU. So good things for the ACC as a whole, uh, but then you have teams that you had question marks about that maybe you think better or worse after week one. You know, a lot of people will overreact. But NC State, you know, what do they think about U- the UConn game? Uh, Louisville, <clears throat> others, Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. So, I really feel like Duke fans are probably very, very comfortable in saying, you know, top five, top four, after week one, like, we can be that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Positive overreactions. I I think the top two after one week of play in the conference would be Duke's win last night, of course, and then just what Florida State was able to do against what many believe will be a really talented LSU team there in the uh, SEC, a dominant win for Florida State to open up their season. But taking a look at this Duke football team, they win by three scores. The country gets a better idea of who exactly Riley Leonard is at the quarterback position, And Duke walks away with a three-score victory against Clemson. We continue our conversation about Duke football and more after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. I talk about them all the time, but my Bird Dogs make me look good. I'm happy to say that. And they will make you look good as well. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and legs giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. They fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. For your Bird Dog order, make sure you go check out birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs, water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that bird dogs, a proud sponsor of locked on blue devils. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, QB1 for the Duke Blue Devils. Riley Leonard um, was a player that uh, we certainly were very high on going into the year. A lot of the conference was, and yet the, uh, the the country's talking about Riley Leonard here today. Statistically, not one of his best performances that he's had in a Duke uniform and yet here we are just amazed at his leadership leading the Stook football yeah. team to a massive win. Yes,
0: yeah, certainly. He had to pick his spots. Uh, he, had to, he had to throw the ball away quite a bit. That defensive line was going to get to him. And, um, and so he was – I don't think he got sacked. Correct. I don't think he did. Um, and he, he had to make some, some hurried throws. Um, but all that aside, he didn't turn the ball over um, when he needed it most. That that second half touchdown run was just breaking the tackle. I mean, Robert Griffin the Third has called him, you know, Vanilla Vic uh, this morning. So, I I mean, what can you say about that kid? He's a leader. the 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 team follows him. Um, he is such a, just a positive spirit, and you would love to see guys like that win. And 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 man, I mean, nothing's better than that seeing a guy asking this professor for extra time on his homework, you know, after, after a game, like it's super cool, man. So cool.
1: What an awesome player he is and in the country. Again, with Duke being on national TV, they're getting to hear stories that we've heard about so frequently, you know, ESPN's doing the feature about the you suck bracelet that Riley wears and the text messages that he's getting uh, from his mom before games to kind of bring him down to earth. We're seeing the basketball, highlights from him in the ESPN broadcast when we've been well aware of what he was able to do on the hardwood coming out of Fairhope, Alabama. So uh, just a really exciting player that was on the national stage last night and absolutely delivered that touchdown run though. We talked about his ability to run the football all last season. And then when Duke needed it most, a third down, needing to make a play, Clemson still kind of hanging around there. And you're just looking for another opportunity to break through Riley Leonard comes up with it, man. One
0: hundred percent. Not not a, a RPO or not a uh, not a read there either. It was a, a called run for Riley Leonard around that right side, and he broke the tackle. I mean, at the end of the day, if he gets tackled there, who knows what happens with this game? But he breaks the tackle, and and then you see his. We don't even need to say it. Sneaky. It's not sneaky anymore. There's nothing <laughs> about Riley Leonard sneaky. He's fast. He's strong. He's a leader. He's a great quarterback. So his true athleticism shows outruns the D B, stays in bounds. Yeah. I mean, and, and and then goes back to work, man. Like he didn't even overly celebrate. Goes back to work. So a uh, cool thing about his bracelet, the uh the photo ESPN used last night on the broadcast was from Section 17 podcast. I love it. It was that. our photo. They uh reached out and asked for photos. So Yeah, pretty cool.
1: That's terrific. We love that. We absolutely love that. Do make sure you go check out the Section 17 podcast with you and the gang. Josh Cox here joining us today on Locked On Blue Devils, talking about Riley Leonard's performance. And, again, statistically, you look at the numbers, the passing percentage is not where you would like for it to be moving forward throughout the duration of the season. But give credit, once again, to that Clemson defensive front. I mean, they absolutely were getting after the quarterback – uh, and, and Riley Leonard, I thought he made really remarkable decisions to throw it away, to extend place as opposed to taking those sacks. You know, it's a little easy to see that pressure and fall down, but the next thing you know, you're creating third and 18 situations instead of those third and 10, and at least giving yourself a chance to make plays, and that's exactly what
0: Riley did. Yeah, I mean, look, that defensive front is incredible. We know that. Multiple five stars um, on their uh... – was Peter Woods or somebody? I think his name is. Yes, absolutely. Top five recruit in the country coming in this year, and, and it's just incredible. And so, yeah, that was a formidable opponent. Uh, maybe, maybe Florida State, obviously with that with that front. Uh, I think I think that's the only other one. I mean, including Notre Dame. I think I think this is the best front that we'll see. And like you know, like I said, it's going to speed him up a little bit. He's gonna have to maybe make some throws that he would not typically make. Um, and they result in incompletions. But, look, next week we're going to see him get back into form, Lafayette, you know, UConn, Northwestern, that type of stuff. You're going to see Riley get really dialed in. And then the question becomes, with a performance like he had tonight, you know, when do the accolades start? When do they really start talking? He's a dark horse in everything right now. Dark horse ACC player of the year. Dark Horse Offensive Player of the Year, Dark Horse for a couple people, Heisman. But when when does that start to be like, oh no, this guy is actually really in the conversation?
1: We'll see. I, I think you got to put together some more performances like this. Obviously, yeah. I think uh, Duke's schedule um, looking optimistic over the next few weeks with what this Duke football team could do. But then at the end of the month, that big game against Notre Dame, another opportunity for Duke to kind of set the stage. Before we move on, we do want to talk a little bit more about that defense and what's ahead for Duke football. We we mentioned Leonard in the passing game. What about these wide receivers? Because it's it's Jalen Calhoun coming back for another season. It's Jordan Moore, who we talked about a lot this offseason. Eli Pankle, we expected him to be a big-time playmaker, but, of course, sustains the injury in fall camp. So everyone wants to know about the wideout room. What did you think of their performance last night?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought – I do feel like we were a little hesitant to go downfield. Um, there's probably multiple reasons for that. Uh, at the end of the day, especially the first half, <clears throat> that first drive, man, uh, the guys were, were solid. And, and that's what I think about last night. They were solid. Um, a couple of drops, um, a couple of mistakes, but they were solid. And, and here's what I love. They belong on the field, and they could get by their men. We were not crazy, but we were creating enough separation uh, for Riley to, to, to complete some passes. And so, I mean, they're going to do nothing but get better. They're not going to get taller, unfortunately, but they are going to get better. Um, and I think by the <clears throat> end of the season, this is going to be an incredible room. Yeah, the,
1: the two longest pass plays of the day for Duke football, however – was to the running backs to to Jacquez Moore and Jordan Waters. both had over yeah. 25 plus yards on a single reception. Uh, if you could factor them in like that, some of those wheel routes continue to remain undefeated. We'll yeah. see the wide receivers continue to take that step forward. but in the passing game, that was really excellent to see the running backs come up and make some big plays.
0: You're right, the Jordan Moore uh, Jordan waters one was like, I think Riley was on his like fourth really quick read. And just gunned it to him. And like the second half, it was really a really big play at a really big time. So you're exactly right. And then Nikki, Nikki with the opening drive, 16 yard catch, yeah. another one tight in. So, you know, it was it was a team effort for sure.
1: All right, let's talk about that defensive performance for Duke, holding Clemson to just seven points. What a statement it was for the Duke football squad. And we'll talk about that a little bit more after our final timeout here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is really excited about the start of the NFL season. Just two days away, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions will go head-to-head to to get the season started on Thursday. You can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets Guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join Fanduel. The app is easy to use, and you could be on everything from spreads to player props, season-long picks. Who's going to win these tight division races? You can find all of that online and more. Visit fanduel.com/slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. We move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast. College football is back. The NFL comes back in just two short days. Quickly, I got to know, how are you feeling about our in-state Carolina Panthers as they get ready to open up another season? Tell me,
0: Josh go if you watch preseason football you can't be too excited if you, if you put stock in preseason yeah if you don't put stock in preseason you're like okay they're working out the kinks you know we're gonna see something different I don't know I believe if the offense can try to not do too much and really try to rely on that defense some run running game decent not going to be a playoff team but hopefully not a seller team we'll
1: see yeah We'll we'll see what they're able to do. Excited for their season to get started next uh, Sunday with a division game against the Falcons. All right, let's talk Duke football. Duke football, of course, a big-time win last night over Clemson by three scores. Clemson, seven points, one touchdown after the Duke turnover on the muffed uh, punt. If you told anybody going into last night's game, I I seriously mean anybody. If you told them – Clemson's walking away with only seven points. Nobody would have believed you. And yet that's the case, Josh.
0: Yeah. Not just only seven points. The only seven points they got were from a Duke muff punt inside the five yard line. (laughs) The only points they got. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, once again, I'm not trying to oversell this. The, the fumble, the second fumble from Klubnik on the exchange. Duke did nothing to force that, okay? But they did force the uh, the other fumble um, and Duke did uh, you know, create some, some uh, flags in the red zone for Clemson. The defense was stellar. I mean, they did a bend-don't-break for much of the second half, um, but it was incredible. And, and can I shout out Jeremiah Lewis returning to the Duke football program here in fall camp from Northwestern, former Duke player. 11, um, 11 tackles, um, a pass breakup, a fumble recovery, all over his first game at safety. And so I think any question marks that Duke fans had about safety um, were answered last night. I think he's the guy, and then they'll rotate from there. I do also like this JJ. I believe all throughout the game uh, there was a good rotation. Of, of defensive guys that that line was rotating all the time uh cam dillon trey freeman dorian mosey and nick morris jr rotating all the time now cam will be out the first half of the lafayette game so we may we may even see more rotation there and then the secondary i mean it was awesome to see miles and al out there with pickett and rivers on the corners um uh, Terry Moore getting some some good uh, time at safety. It was neat, man. It was really cool. I felt like we did not get tired, and we were ready in the fourth quarter. And ultimately, that's what you've got to be.
1: The, the fumbles, and then, of course, Duke comes up with an interception late yeah. to seal the game. Yeah. On uh, Dory Mosey comes away with an interception off of Kate Clubnick. So uh, just really impressive with what Duke was able to do. And yeah. So many new faces, as you mentioned, were able to step up and kind of make plays. And that's got to be a positive thing moving forward with this Duke team. I got to let people know there are going to be teams this season that will score more than seven points. Like that's just going to happen. Uh, Go ahead and kind of be prepared for it. I think it was we did this last year. Josh, remember Duke starts the season off with a shutout. And we had to kind of let people know, wait a minute. Teams are going to score this upcoming season. It's going to be okay. And now we just got to kind of push the brakes a little bit, but uh, I absolutely have the right to be optimistic for what this defense can do.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, and, and, and last year, so many unknowns, uh, struggling opponent and Temple this year, number nine in the country, Clemson. I, I do believe the defense is better, um, deeper, and they're going to be, they're going to be solid, um, and they've got a couple of weeks here to really kind of fine tune it. You know, I feel like as well. Um and, and then and a couple of more shout outs, man, like um uh Chandler Rivers incredible game. Yeah. Pass breakups, tackles. Uh Brandon Johnson. Man, our secondary time
1: last night was,
0: they did, they were they were they were just in the right place at the right time. Um anyway, so just want to give a shout out there. It was really fun to watch. Uh, I, I spoke to Coach Santucci right before the game, and I was like, hey, man, no pressure. And he's like, there never is. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, you got this, and he fist bumped me. But, like, he, that was his mentality. Like, no pressure. We're just going out and playing. And it reflected on the field with the players.
1: I love that. Big game coming up for Duke on Saturday as they look to move to 2-0 and on the season. Again, a couple of non-conference games here for the Blue Devils, we'll be able to talk about those uh, in the days to come and, and what to expect from this Duke team moving forward. Give me one plug for the Section Seventeen podcast,
0: Josh. Yeah, uh, Labor Day was a busy day for us. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot going on. Um, if you're new to, to Duke football, give us a follow at Duke FB Talk. We have a podcast, Section Seventeen podcast. Um, and we'd love you to listen, watch We're on YouTube. Now you can find us, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you, uh, YouTube. Um, we'd love five-star ratings and reviews wherever you can do that. YouTube subscribe, like everything, just like you do for locked on. Um, and so we're looking forward to bringing content every week, uh, at section 17 podcast. So.
1: It's a it's a Duke show here that we have with Locked yep. On. You guys focus primarily on football, only on football, with the Section Seventeen podcast. So before we go, I'm uh, obligated to give a little Duke basketball rundown, and yep. I'll just say shout out to the basketball team. They were there last night, yes, all over the place. Derek Lively, the second's back in town before he starts his rookie season in the NBA. A couple of recruits were there for Duke. I mean, that was pretty cool to see the basketball yeah. team supporting too.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, and we saw uh, Coach Lucas, uh, Will Avery, uh, they were both there as well. Yeah, Mark Mitchell, Tyrese Proctor, and the D Live man. I mean, he was leading. He was leading the uh, the student section, and um, we actually got to talk to him a little bit, and just it was really neat to see that. You know, at the end of the day, we understand the 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 climate at Duke, um, and we understand basketball's role, um, but when you can see the basketball team. Uh, supporting the football team and vice versa we when when you see those high profile guys supporting football it's really cool man it it lets people know that there's that there's workings inside of the athletic department of helping one another and supporting one another and that's that's really cool
1: josh it's great to see you as always looking forward to talking again soon okay
0: jj thanks have a great day
1: that's josh cox from duke football talk section 17 podcast joining us here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. That'll do it for our program today. Please be sure to go and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave us a five-star rating and written review on the Apple Podcast platform. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke, the fuck tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.